This is Mandy Barger coming to you with this week's announcements. This is the week of 621. We're going to start with the newest announcements first, the newest additions. And as always, you can access these announcements for each week on Casewind. Um, starting off, we want to remind you that you have an opportunity now to complete intake documents electronically. In order to access this, you're going to go through Casewind where your cases are listed. And you want to make sure um, that you are clicking on the service level. When you click on the service level, you are able to complete the forms that are needed for each and every case. So that includes your uh, your welcome acknowledgement, your consent for services, your safe sleep, your Columbia, and your early risk. So hopefully this process, if you haven't um, started using it, it's a lot more user-friendly. It allows you to fill in the information automatically rather than having to handwrite in all the case name, numbers, levels, etc. Um, so there's a lot less room for error. Uh, as a reminder, you should not be uploading any documents yourself. There is an option to upload files, but that is specific to SBC, Solution-Based Casework Documents. So if you are uploading um, any action plans, genograms, family discussion forms, etc., you should be accessing that under the Upload File option in the Documents tab under the case name. Okay, so there's two different spots where documents go. Make sure that if you're submitting electronic intake documents, you are doing so through the PDFs that are under your case list. Go to My Case Win, My Case Management Cases, and then select the service title, and then you will see all the PDF forms of the six intake documents that are required for all service levels. If in addition to these intake documents, you also require to complete a safety plan based on the screening that you completed or visitation rules are needed because it is a supervised visitation service level. As of now, those forms need to com be completed on paper and then sent to Vicki Moody. So just wanted to clarify uh, as we navigate this new electronic intake process, make sure that you are not uploading any forms to the document upload other than SBC documentation, such as action plans, genograms, and family discussion forms. Another reminder around safe driving. Uh, it seems like each and every season brings um, some different driving concerns. Uh, we wanna recognize that rush and anxiety of everyday driving uh, impacts our ability to maintain the following distance. We often sacrifice that for getting somewhere faster. However, when you do not allow enough following distance, you not only put yourself at risk, but you also fail to save time and may cause further slowing of traffic. So remember to determine an appropriate distance from the car in front of you, follow that three second rule, select a fixed object along the roadway and assure that it takes at least three seconds for your vehicle to pass it from the time the vehicle in front of you passes it. Also, you can use the car length method, maintain a distance of at least one car length for every 10 miles an hour. So if I'm traveling at 30 miles an hour, I'm no mathematician, but I know that I would wanna keep three car lengths away from the vehicle in front of me. So more distance is always better. Give yourself more time to stop and react to the things that happen on the roadways. Uh, another option is to create an additional cushion of space between your vehicle and the vehicle in front of you. Um, your safety cushion um, also allows the cars to change lanes and make turns without interrupting the flow of traffic, keeps traffic moving, and gives other drivers time to recognize things that are going on. And then a third thing to pay attention to in order to determine safe following distance is certain conditions 
Uh, you're always going to want to add additional distance in wet, slick, or other inclement weather conditions. At night, you want to do um, additional distance between you and the car, and also when you're following a motorcycle. So just some tips to be uh, extra safe out there on the roadways. Don't rely on your vehicle's uh, braking system to alert you. I know some of our fancy, wonderful fleet vehicles uh, maybe beep at us or do an alert uh, when we're following too closely. Don't rely on that as, as your only mechanism for ensuring that you are not um, keeping a safe distance. So take your time. It's better than to be late than to be uh, in an accident or practicing unsafe driving uh, for yourself, for kids that you're traveling with. And uh, you can always pull over, make a phone call to the person that's going to be waiting on you, and then continue on your journey safely. So give yourself more time uh, if you're someone that um, oftentimes finds themselves running late. So that's, that's our safe driving uh, tidbit of information for this week. Uh, just a reminder on the July 4th memo, this has been in the announcement since June 7th, so hopefully you've had an opportunity to review it. Uh, notice your normal work days and what days you'll be off. So if your normal work days are Tuesday through Saturday, you'll be off Tuesday, July 6th. If your normal work days are Wednesday through Saturday, you'll be off on your normal days. If your normal work days are Sunday through Thursday, you'll be off on Sunday, July 4th. If your normal work days are Sunday through Wednesday, you'll all be off Sunday, July 4th but may need to work an additional day during the week to ensure clients' needs are met. And then finally, if your normal work days are Monday through Friday or you have a flex schedule, you'll be off Monday, July 5th, okay? So those who flex a schedule who routinely work Sunday will be off on Sunday, July 4th. So you can read that memo more thoroughly in the announcements. And also Elizabeth Atterbury sent out a notice via email. So make sure you know what days you're off and make sure that you're planning ahead um, to make sure that your clients' needs are met. Okay? Reminder that all employees should be off on July 4th. There are some instances in which we may need a few team members to work, um, but if you have not been asked to work or communicated with supervision, you should be off um, at, for the holiday. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to our wonderful HR department. Okay? Another announcement to review uh, that was originally posted on June 8th is in regard to the modifications to the COVID mask mandate. As a reminder, effective June 8th, IHBS changed their guidelines for team members who are fully vaccinated. You are no longer required to wear a mask as you work in the IHBS office and elsewhere. The definition of fully vaccinated is after you have completed the full dose of the vaccine, and it has been two weeks since the last shot in the series. Remember that Moderna and Pfizer required two shots, while Johnson & Johnson had a one-shot dose. Once you're fully vaccinated, you are no longer required to quarantine if you are exposed to COVID-19. Uh, a COVID-19 infected person, unless you are symptomatic. If you have any questions, you can communicate again with HR. Remember that um, we are still offering an incentive. For those that become vaccinated, you need to turn in your vaccination card after the second dose is received to human resources um, in order for us to compensate you appropriately for the time that you spent um, while getting vaccinated. Um, remember that those uh, safety precautions that you've probably been taught since you were in kindergarten about covering your nose and washing your hands really well, um, using your elbow when you sneeze, and make sure that you're staying home if you're not feeling well, all those things are still in play. We want to continue to reduce the spread of any kind of illness, uh, specifically COVID, but all of these precautions really assist us in keeping ourselves and others safe uh, and keeping us healthy as well. Again, if you have questions, you can reach out to Gary or Emmons or Elizabeth Atterbury um, and also can email hr at ihbs.us. 
We've had some cover, recovery cafes happening this month. The ones on June 3rd and June 15th have obviously already occurred. However, we have other ones coming up in July, so if you missed out, don't fret. We have Relapse Happens uh, happening on Thursday, July 1st from 5.30 to 7 Central, 6.30 to 8 Eastern. And then we also have Relapse Happens on Tuesday, July 20th from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Central and 9.30 to 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, these are a really great opportunity for our clients in recovery to increase their social connections, which we know is, is really a, an important part of maintaining sobriety ongoing. Those, those social connections are, are really important to that. So if you have questions on this, you can reach out to Deborah Cooper at dcooper at ihbs.us, or you can give her a call at 812-483-8369. Another person that you can reach out to with questions is Amanda Colvin. Her email is acolvin at ihbs.us. And her phone number is 812-583-1480. In addition to those opportunities for social connections uh, for our clients in recovery, really all parents can use some additional support sometimes. So if they are looking for an opportunity for transformative conversations about things that matter, they can attend our parent cafes. The next upcoming parent cafes are on June 24th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Eastern and June 29th from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Eastern. If you have questions on that, Ashley Beeler is your go-to lady for those questions. Her email is abeeler at ihbs.us, and her phone number is 812-929-0549. And you can always access the IHBS directory via CaseWin if you need to look up that contact information again for Deborah, Amanda, or Ashley. So lots of exciting opportunities for parents to engage in, in really meaningful conversations and increase those protective factors. Um, a couple of older announcements just to provide a quick reminder on uh, visit rooms. We want to make sure that we're using the app to sign out the visit room. If you're not sure how to navigate the app, you can always put in a help request or reach out to your supervision team or a staff member that maybe you um, work with closely who you always see signing out the rooms. I'm sure they'd be happy to walk you through it. Uh, we want to make sure that we note that with higher, with summer weather, there might be a higher need to have visits inside, especially with younger children. As that heat index rises, uh, we want to make sure that we're mindful of the request and making sure that we're not double booking rooms. Uh, I imagine it's very frustrating when you are in the middle of a session um, and someone interrupts you trying to uh, take over the room when you had it signed out or vice versa. Um, you come to the office and you didn't reserve a room and then there's no space for you to utilize. So that app is there for us all to stay on the same page and to schedule accordingly. If you have questions or have uh, technology barriers, you can always put in a help request or reach out to supervision. Another reminder is that many of our referrals are set to end on 630. Uh, don't fret. These expiration dates are, are well aware by our DCS and how they handle the renewal process, but also Bobby Brown, who handles our renewals in office. Um, she's aware as well and will work quickly to get things updated. So uh, if you see a 630 end date, just be sure that the FCM wants services to continue after 6.30, and you can document that in your monthly. Another reminder that has been in the announcements for the past couple weeks is around the tire recall. You would have received an email from Melissa Hux on 5.17 regarding a tire recall. We've had a lot of team members that have been helpful in this process, and we thank you for that. However, we still have about half of our team that needs to submit the information that Melissa requested. So you need to please send a clear picture of all four tires showing the info needed, 
or take your car to a Cooper or Continental Tire dealer as listed in the original email. So please communicate with uh, Melissa Hux on that and make sure you're acting with urgency to get your that tire recall taken care of. As a reminder to visit coaches, which is anyone conducting a supervised visitation, uh, we want to make sure that you're aware that no client or child should be left unaccompanied at any time. They can't be going wandering around the office. Uh, this goes for adults, child, doesn't matter. If one goes, we all go. Reminder that all trash must be taken out to the dumpster at the end of the visit. Don't allow clients to put their trash, especially food, waste, diapers, in the bathroom trash cans, okay? It's their trash. It needs to stay in the room with them, and they can be responsible for removing it at the end of the visitation. Uh, again, remember to sign out the room so we're making sure that we're not stealing a coworker's room or causing a delay in uh, you know, services by making the clients move rooms in the middle of their visitation. So uh, we want to treat things as we would want other people to treat them. And so uh, we need to take care of those spaces that are community spaces for all, and we need to make sure that we're holding our clients accountable uh, for their responsibility to maintaining the, the cleanliness of those spaces as well. Recently, we had some positive uh, PTO policy changes. We're excited to be able to offer now a rollout option. Uh, if you have remaining days at the end of your anniversary year, you uh, can roll over or get paid out for up to six days. The specific uh, parameters around that policy were effective 6-1 and were sent out via email from our human resources department. There's a couple other changes, not only to the policy that gives you a little bit more flexibility in regards to that payout or rollover, but we also have a different way that we're going about our PTO request, uh, which is going to be easier for all of us that are included in that process. You need to make sure that you're putting your time through Canopy. And if you click on the link through Casewind where you would normally request your PTO, it automatically directs you to that link in Canopy. You received login information, so hopefully you uh, click the option to save that information so you're not typing it in every time. This is, goes for pre-planned and unplanned days off. So, you know, things happen and we have to end up not working or applying PTO for a day. And we need to make sure that we are then going into Canopy and requesting that time off as well as putting it in our CTT. So make sure that you're documenting PTO in two places, okay? Uh, an adjustment for salaried therapists. So if you are a ther salaried therapist, face, pay special attention for the next minute or so. Um, if you do not have any client-related documentation added for a particular day, remember that you need to indicate in CTT that other work was performed or you will not be paid for that day. So if you do some sort of documentation, even though you didn't see clients, make sure that you indicate it in CTT. This is different for you all that are salaried. Uh, we want to make sure that this could include supervision time, working on documentation, attending a company training, etc. If you have case-related documentation entered, you do not have to add this to CTT. So if you saw a client from 8 to 10 a.m., you put in a client entry into Caseland, that would indicate that you completed a work-related activity that day and you do not need to add additional time in CTT. If you did not see any clients on a single day for whatever reason, but you did other work-related activity, you need to make sure that you're listing that time in CTT so we know that you were working that day. If you have questions on any changes in this policy, you can reach out to our HR department again. That email is hr at ihbs.us. This information is listed in more detail 
um, on the announcements that again, you can access via Casewind and also you can access this information via email. Elizabeth Atterbury has sent out a couple reminders now about entering in that time, when to enter it by and when the pay periods end. So please be paying special attention to that as we wanna ensure that you get your needs met when you take your time off and you recognize what options you have in regards to that. Um, one other thing around putting in a PTO request or adding that time, there is an option when you're putting in the time that um, excludes Saturday or Sunday. If I am a Tuesday through Saturday worker, for example, and I'm going to be off over the weekend, instead of putting in the entire request from, for example, July 21st through July 28th, I need to make sure that I'm listing the 21st through the 23rd. So the days that I'm gonna be off that are my working days, and then the days that I'm going to be off that are my working days the following week. So you should exclude from that time period the days that you would normally be off, okay? That Friday and that Saturday, Sunday checkbox on PTO, if you've made a request off, when you look at that, that doesn't really mean anything to us because we work those schedules that are Tuesday through Saturday, Sunday through Thursday. So you may need to enter your time in two separate requests so you don't overlap your days off. Okay, so something to pay attention to as you make those requests for time off in Canopy. So it's, it's an adjustment, you know, change is possible, but it's a positive change. So we're, we have more flexibility with our PTO that we've earned. Um, and we also have a better system in place for tracking and making those requests and hopefully um, the timeliness in which your requests get approved. And then it's easier for tracking for your supervision team as well. So all positive changes, just making some adjustments uh, along the way. So be sure to follow that policy and reference back to it, but also ask any questions that are needed. Uh, finally, uh, there on 6-1, we sent out some information in regards to um, honoring Pride Month. Uh, there's a little bit of history behind that in terms of some riots that happened in New York City where patrons and supporters of the Stonewall Inn staged an uprising to resist the harassment and persecution to LGBTQ Americans. So this uprising marked the beginning of this movement to outlaw discriminatory laws and practice against LGBTQ community. So uh, as we continue through the month of June, there are some available resources to help support our team and mission as we strive to achieve uh, the common goal of keeping children safe, but also that mutual respect that we have as a professional cornerstone at IHBS. We really do believe that diversity matters and we want all of our team members um, to have an equitable and safe environment that they're working in. If you have any feedback, you can always access the um, IHBS Diversity Committee open forum, and that feedback is anonymous unless you include your information. That SurveyMonkey link is on the CaseWin homepage. There's also some resources that have been included in the announcements from the Trevor Project and childwelfare.gov. Uh, that could be useful for you in education for yourself, for your clients, and for um, any one that you're working with that may be um, a part of that LGBTQ community. Okay, so thank you for uh, living out our mission, and we want to make sure that we continue to uh, honor and respect all of our team members and their diverse backgrounds. Uh, that is all for this week's announcements. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to continuing to engage together in our mission to support positive behavioral change with those we serve. If you have any questions on anything that you heard today, you can always ref ba reference back to these announcements on Casewind. Uh, we also send them out via email weekly, and then you can listen to these lovely podcasts. So thank you again for listening and have a great week.